Good morning. Welcome to our daily Sabbath. I hope the next 20 minutes are restful and restorative for you um, to give you strength for the day ahead. A special thanks to Brandon, who uh, just shared a lovely prelude, and for Emily, who will be sharing a postlude today. So let's give them also a round of applause. For many times it had seized him, 
He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on a hillside a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herd saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened, and when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. For those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with them. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. The good news given for you. So in our gospel story for today, Jesus approaches a man who is struggling with demons. He's not just struggling with one thing either. The story tells us that his demons are many. The personification of his struggles are many, complicated, and intertwined, as many of us know so well. The myriad of demons that controlled this man had led him outside of the city, away from any kind of support or help. The story tells us that he lived in the tombs. No longer welcomed among the living, he had to take up residence with the dead. They led him to places he did not want to go. These demons had taken control of his life. They caused him to be no longer welcome in his hometown, even caused his neighbors to fear him binding him up with chains. His neighbors could no longer see the man he was, only the demons that inhabited his life. And this is the man that Jesus seeks out. As soon as Jesus approaches the tormented man, he demands that the demons leave. He commands what had tortured this man's spirit, what has kept him tethered and away from his community to be gone, to return to the abyss from which they came. Jesus doesn't wait to see this man's faith. He doesn't wait to forgive his sins like the other stories in Luke's gospel. Instead, he releases the man immediately and without hesitation. And in doing so, we learn more about who Jesus is. Here's what we learn from Jesus. First, Jesus takes demons seriously. He knows the power that they have to interrupt and corrupt the lives of those they inhabit, and so he heals this man immediately and without question. So, too, Jesus refuses to leave us bound. We learn that Jesus not only sees the things that hurt us, but our whole selves. Jesus saw the whole man, not just his illness. He did not see a hopeless cause, but an opportunity for healing and wholeness and new we are at our most truest of selves, not just the labels that we are given or the illnesses that we inhabit. Jesus sees our whole selves. Finally, we learn that Jesus 
unclean place, but Jesus is not confined by places or people that are deemed appropriate. Jesus sees our struggles, our deepest of hurts, our most complicated of demons, and continues to seek us out right into the darkest places of our lives. We are never in a place too far gone to be touched by Jesus' light anymore. Jesus' desire for us is wholeness. We are meant to be liberated from whatever keeps us bound. Coming to terms with, recognizing, and naming our demons is the first step towards healing. We don't need to leave lives that keep us locked away and hiding. When we confront our own demons, own them, say their names, we take a step towards taking back the power and life that they have robbed from us. There is power in claiming your struggles. It is likely that each of us has at least one demon that lives inside of us. One thing that we just cannot let go of that gnaws, gnaws at our insides and feeds off of our insecurities. These demons can not only imprison us as individuals, but can be abused in the hands of others through stigma, stereotypes, or ignorance. Claiming your demon is about reclaiming your own power and refusing to let that thing keep you bound anymore. At this time in our world, it seems like there are a lot of demons that we need to own up to, not just as individuals per se, but collectively in the communities we live in and in the systems we participate in. Last week, 12 people were murdered in Thousand Oaks at a Lutheran college bar similar to Patrick's. And just a week prior, 11 were killed while worshiping at their synagogue. These are headlines that have become far too familiar for us. It is my hope that in the wake of these tragedies, we might begin to collectively name the legions of demons that contribute to violence in our country. Despite what you might hear, this is not a one-issue story. The horror is that these tragedy reveals many of our country's collective gun violence, racism, toxic masculinity, access to mental health care, religious hatred, to name a few. These are demons we need to continue to name if we are to ever begin to see a world where they are overcome. Demons are scary. They violate our safety, corrupt our worth, and leave us afraid. The good news is that we know what Jesus can do with demons. In Christ, there is no amount, no legion of struggles that are too large to overcome. In Christ, we find hope for a time when we will all be liberated from whatever keeps us bound, and that collectively we might come together, name our demons, and work towards eradicating them back into the abyss. Church should be a place where we are able to come just as we are, confident that God's love is indeed for us regardless of what we are going through or where we come from. Church should be a place where we can safely seek release from all that defines us, a place where we collectively name our demons and work to release their grip from our lives. Whatever your demons are, whatever you are in need of release of, know that you are holy, beautiful, and wonderfully made in the image of God. Let it go. And know that in this safe place, you can claim who you are in your most full 
please stand.